The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. You hear the auctioneering in the background. I wish we could say it was going for the prices that we're going to talk about, but we are at the Nebraska Cattlemen's Classic that's taking place at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds, and they are busy selling cattle right now. As Troy Nielsen joins us with Smart Yield, we look at these markets and a lot of factors uh, kind of being worked in. Let's start out um, with the fact that we've got some big numbers coming up on Friday, kind of that make-up, catch-up type of day in Friday reports. Yeah, that's right. I think Friday's a big report. Um, we'll, we'll see where those numbers come out, of course. But um, uh, I think right now what we're looking at is, is typically in February, we don't have big price moves or swings one way or the other. But we do a lot of um, base building, and it's kind of a foundation for where we start new crops. So I think it's really important, this report that's coming up, um, not just to finish up old crop and in the, in the production that we had there, um, but also it gives you the foundation for new crop because we're talking new crop. There's a lot of factors um, that will play into it, whether it's tariffs um, or whether it's U.S. dollar activity. And but it's the you know the ratio of corn to beans. That's all. Also, it all is put into the blender. And and what you come up with is what kind of acreage are we going to have for new crop? And I think the base, the foundation of those, that information starts this week. Well, and they look at those numbers and they get a chance to look at them on Friday. Obviously, heading into weekend gives you guys a chance to even digest what those reports have to say even more. Yeah, that's right. And and we uh, we also will look at um, what the traders do. Um, they've established some short position. When I say the traders, the funds, they've tr- established some short positions here in these in these markets in the grain markets here the last um, three to six weeks. Um, so will they start to come out of some of those and even up their positions and possibly get ready for an acreage battle here coming up and maybe um, potential planting delays or whatever it might be. But um, I, I would guess that the funds won't want to go into uh, too far into the springtime being very short on these commodities. Do you think there's going to be when they, I mean, obviously this is looking into the crystal ball, but wondering, is there going to be that maybe a slight panic, the sense of, oh, we don't have the numbers like we thought we were going to have? Yeah, we hope so, and we hope the panic's on the fun side because the funds can drive this market, um, but we also have to have some good solid fundamentals behind that. And one of the fundamentals, of course, that we're looking at is how many acres will come into this corn market right now because profitability sure lies on the side of the corn market as we currently speak. Now, if trade talks come together, um, that, that sure would be a huge benefit and a bullish factor for us that we're hoping comes to fruition. Um, but, but there will be an acre, acre battle, and that's based on profitability typically. You know, we're sitting here waiting for these, and we know that more talks and more negotiations are taking place. March one or March second deadline is really looming closely. Is that going to continue to weigh heavily on this trade? Yeah, I think so. I think it sounds like uh, the the U.S. and our administration we have a strong desire to. Um, uh, not push those deadlines off any further. They want to make trade agreements. They want to get things working. Um, the overnight last night, we heard you know um, President Trump made some very positive um, comments. Now there's no uh, numbers behind that yet, but there, he made some very positive comments as far as um, how this would support the the American farmer. And so hopefully that comes to fruition. And, you know, um, you get into some planting competition there with acres between corn and beans. And then also in what, what are we going to have for 
acres in the south. Some of the there's cotton acres also that could come over to corn. So we could see you know somewhere around that two to three million additional acres of corn. Even with that, I think we need to talk about the the um, the stocks to use ratio and um, the ending stocks ratio from last year. Um, a year ago, that was about 14 percent. Hopefully, this year we're going to pull that down around 10 percent or a little bit lower. That would be a very supportive factor, even if we gain a couple million acres over in this corn, and it makes trend line. We could still ha- that could be a very supporting factor to our markets. Troy, do we see the the kind of overhanging the dark cloud in this market has been the struggles that the wheat complex has had? Yeah, wheat has been a big drag in these in these markets. I think especially um, to the corn, but um, momentum wise, wheat has not helped us. Um, now, of course, we're still like we before we went on the air. We're still in February. And so the only thing you should do in February is, you know, Valentine's Day or whatever. But you're not typically selling grain or marketing grain. What you really need to be doing, in my opinion, in February is getting a marketing plan ready for new crop and getting those set and getting your goals set so you know what that's going to do for you. Um, but there is some um, very solid fundamentals that are on, on the friendly side of the corn market um, moving into this market. The big one is stocks to use. That's, that's the bottom line, in my opinion. And so that should be a very supportive um, factor in this market. You talked about, you know, obviously having that plan in place. By this point, they know how many acres they're going to plant based on the seed purchases that they've already made. Obviously not knowing what Mother Nature is going to throw at them. But coming in and sitting down with somebody like you to say, okay, what are some thoughts? How do I go forward to make sure I'm bringing the best profit home to me? That's a great question. What we really encourage you guys to do right now, and we, I was working with um, people this week and this morning even, and what we're doing is we're really tweaking those marketing plans based on your break-even analysis that you've developed at this point. And if not, we need to get working on that. And then we set goals, and then we can develop a marketing plan that's very realistic based on, on, on what type of a return on investment that's going to give you. And so that's how far a plan needs to go. It's not just taking a stab at some sales, but what will it really do for you once you get that plan um, executed? But right now is the time we need to set down because once the tractors start rolling, um, not a lot of plans get written. That's when we need to be executing. Especially this year when there's so much talk about expecting delayed plantings because of how much snow there is even west of us in other states. Yeah, that's right. Um, And every year just brings something different. And we don't know what what we're going to see. Maybe we'll see planting delays here. Um, But every year it's different. It's a different twist, that's for sure. Um, I would say also not just moisture, but also with with late snow and whatnot, you got to look at the ground temperature also. So we could have some late plantings um, and and late developing crops. Who knows? But whatever it is, we need to be ready to take advantage of it. All right, stick around. More is coming up on the front. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. We're going to switch people now as Eric Kruger joins us with Smart Yield. They are based right here in Kearney where we're at for the Nebraska Cattlemen's Classic. Of course, you can still hear the auction going on behind us. I think we're going to start out talking about cattle then, Eric, because we've got sales going on here. We're getting some decent numbers that are coming in. But even guys here have said the weather has played such a huge role in raising these cattle, whether they're in the feedlots or cows getting ready to calve. 
It, it has been, and we've seen one of one of the really strongest uh, weather-driven uh, kind of strengthful markets that we've seen in quite a while, um, and it continues. We're getting snow this week really across uh, the cattle region, and it looks like it's going to stay cold. We're going to keep having the weather. Um, guys that are calving are really having some troubles, and then we're just not seeing that production uh, on the on the Fed side. So um, hard to keep on weights, um, and it's keeping this market uh, pretty escalated. We saw new highs yesterday in the front month February. We saw new highs today in June. So uh, the strength continues. Um, it's good to see that, but we're getting to a point of time where usually we see beef production start to slide a little bit, demand slides, and um, we're, we're going to see that kind of uh, put a damper on this market at some point. But right now, it's all about the weather, and uh, going forward, uh, we can keep that. It's just like what we see in the grains. It's, it's, it's February, so we kind of see those trends year in and year out, no matter what the global effects are. Yeah, and, and you know, usually uh, it's a little unusual. We're going to see almost uh, the highest uh, gain in beef production from first quarter to the second quarter that we've seen in a decade. So that's going to really probably slow this down without any new business, about without any new maybe exports or strong demand. And it's that time of year. We get into that first part of March where usually that peaks out and we kind of move lower until we get towards those summer months. So something to be aware of, something to maybe take advantage of this move up that we've seen. What about for this cash cattle market? I know that it's typical we don't see anything happen until Friday, but we've got a cattle on feed report this week. So does that mean another pushback later in the day of a Friday to see trade? Yeah, I think so. I think and that's what we've become accustomed to, and I think that's going to continue. It'll be nice. This data will be for December. It'll be the January 1st data. and um, I, I think we'll see that. Uh, probably come in line on what the market's trading. We're seeing still this continued futures um, futures hold above cash. Um, cash was 125 in the south in Kansas and Texas, 124 last week in Nebraska. Everything we're hearing is it's probably going to be steady, if not firm, um, and the weather's probably going to continue to support that. We had a couple of rumors. I wanted to bring this up because folks talked about it even here at Cattleman's Classic was that the talk of tainted feed in Canada, which ended up being at this point just a rumor. Yeah, from everything we've heard, uh, they've came out and made a statement that, that uh, that's that's not true. It was just just a rumor, and we'll see if that continues on. And it it, it could be, but from what we heard, they, they issued a statement that uh, that was just uh, hearsay. And for China to have the dumpling issue, and and it's just one more you know ping against those livestock producers. Yeah, it's it's been continued expansion of African swine flu over there. Um, now we're hearing reports in Vietnam. Um, you're going to continue to see that become more of an issue, and it's going to continue to pressure this, these front month hogs. But if you look out, look look past the summer months, and it, we could see a, a demand shift and see that switch to where that could be a good news for our market. Um, but that's yet to be seen in these front month hogs. You know, we had expanded limits today on the April contract closed uh, over three and a half dollars lower so that's been a been a real grind we've seen over a 20 dollar move down here since november so that's it's tough i don't think there's a low right now in sight but we could really say and pick a target um but hopefully we'll see some stability there soon there's talk of optimism you know about all what this could all mean to our pork producers and we've been talking about this for months upon months and have not seen anything materialize as of yet but i'm sure in the back of your guys's mind as well as the pork producers are like not if but when we have to talk about african swine fever here in the u.s it is, and it's it's one of those scary things that it always seems to come to fruition throughout the entire market. Hopefully that's not the case. We don't want to see that happen. Um, but I think big picture is our pork production's up 5 to 7% above last year. That pressures until we see a, a tariff deal or something that's going to drive demand for our product. We're probably going to continue to see hogs struggle. Let's talk about marketing with all the different facets that are coming in, the dollar, the outside market, so the lack of trade, the cold weather. 
How do we look at this from a livestock producer standpoint to make sure we're getting more money back in our pockets? You know, on the on the live cattle side, I think we're seeing, even out into the summer months, we've seen finally that market catch up a little bit to the front months, and we're seeing June pushing that 120 area, and I think that's an, a, a great place to be able to protect. Uh, we aren't seeing that back into the back months through the summer, but still, you need to take advantage of it. Um, it's that time of year we get the push, and we've seen it. Um, on the hogs, we really got to look to those summer months and hope we can see some stability back up. If we see a little bit of export business, see a little bit of demand come back in, I think we could see a little more correction up. Is there going to be any concern, though, for cold storage because we've had storm after storm, especially hitting the East Coast, and now like it's been on the West Coast? Yeah, I think so, and I think we could see production dip again a little bit here this week and the next week with the storm moving through. So maybe that helps. Maybe that stabilizes us a little bit. But looking out, as strong as production been without the demand, we're probably going to have some pretty strong cold storage numbers going forward. Talked about a lot of things today from both the grain and the livestock perspective. To get a hold of either you um, or Troy, what's the best way? Uh, you can call us at 308-234-6805 or go online at mysmartyield.com. It's that easy, and we'll have this, of course, podcast as well as the day goes on. A lot of action in the background behind us as cattle are being sold. We'll make sure we bring you up to and all those price numbers as well. It has been the Fontenelle Final Bell on location today from the Cattleman's Classic. Thanks to Fontenelle and all the local Fontenelle dealers as well for their sponsorship on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.